everybody, Saul Marquez with the Outcomes Rocket, and we are here at the health event in Las Vegas at the Venetian. I am so excited to host yet another amazing healthcare leader. His name is Victor Wang. You guys uh, know him. He's been on the podcast a couple times already, and he's the founder and CEO of Care.Coach, a San Francisco Bay startup scaling conversationally driven relationships and helping health insurers to drive clinical and cost outcomes while improving the member experience. They're funded by investors, including Startup Health and AARP, as well as uh, U.S. Congress and National Institutes of Health. Uh, Victor, it's so great to see you again. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Saul. So, you know, it's been a while, and so I think it's worth level setting. Help the listeners understand more about care.coach. Yeah, so we coach people to improve self-care digitally. That's why the dot is very important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's a digital avatar that's kind of in the home of the member and talking with them day to day, greeting them in the morning, doing evening prayers, reminiscing with people about their kids, actively listening as they complain about their kids not picking up their phone call. So we build this relationship and it's on top of this relationship that we do the coaching. That's why it's so effective. That's great. And, and so the digital avatar, I think it's worth diving into that a little bit more. Sure. So, so it's like a little robot, right? It's, uh, it's on a screen. Uh-huh. So I guess I wouldn't really call it a robot. It's, okay. a, it's like a, you know, on a tablet that we provide and it looks like a little dog or a cat because why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really cool looking uh, um, digital avatar. And um, so talk to us about how that relationship is formed and how your platform differs from from other platforms in, in helping get engagement, you know, medication adherence mm-hmm. and, and so on. Yeah, as far as I know, we're still the only 24-7 digital relationship in the home that's actually staffed 24-7 by real people around the world. So when I started the company back in 2012, the original goal was just to solve senior loneliness. And I realized that conversational AI wasn't really there. And you know, really you need real people to build real relationships with other real people. Mm-hmm. So we ended up hiring a bunch of people in the Philippines for English, Latin American countries for Spanish. Nice. Very good culture fit for you know, aging care and um, have like this great respect for, for older adults and just very supportive and caring culture. And we have them staff this, this little dog or cat avatar. And so we're able to engage in all these conversations that really only real people can engage in. So we're able to build trust and day-to-day relationships and conversations and be able to nudge people to take better care of themselves, take their medications, do their PT exercises and so on, much better than you know getting a push notification or trying to follow your your care plan for your seven chronic conditions all on your own. Yeah, Victor, I love that. And and so <clears throat> you, you your your team, you know, the 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 team that's staffing the the robot. I keep calling it a robot. It's Oops. a avatar. An avatar. <laughs> yeah. Let's call it an avatar. It's yeah. a screen with a little dog. It's so cute. Uh we we're, we're going to put a link in the show notes so you guys could see yeah. what it looks like. Um but so so they're having these conversations. They're establishing a relationship. And how many, how many lives are you guys working with now? We're in the thousands now. And, um, you know, if you're in the Bay Area talking about companies like Facebook or something like that, that doesn't sound like a huge number. But historically, we've focused on hyper complex individuals 
So for example, we got started in health insurance through PACE or programs of all-inclusive care for the elderly. So if anybody has an older loved one, you should you know, look into that. It's a really amazing program. They take people who are older and low income. So Medicare and Medicaid funding pooled together. And an average PACE participant has 7.8 chronic conditions and is skilled nursing eligible. So we focus on hyper complexity. So even though like, you know, a couple thousand people, it, it can account for a lot of healthcare costs. Oh, totally. Like right? $70,000 a year is pretty typical in PACE. Yeah, that's huge. And, and like the numbers are something like 80% of the spend comes from 5% of the, of the sickest. And exactly. so if you're focused on those people, the, 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 the ROI to the system, let alone the, the value to, to the, to the person receiving the care. Exactly. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you went there. Uh, you know, so we've been talking a lot about, uh, tech equity, equity in healthcare. Yeah. And so this, this product, uh, and service seems like a really great example of that. Yeah. I find it really rewarding to work with the payers because, you know, we do sell direct to consumers. If somebody like needs this for their mom or dad or, or, or something like that, you know, just hit us up www.care.coach. But um, for the most part, we go through the health plan and we're able to help people that don't have a son or a daughter Googling solutions for them. And even if they did, like maybe their family wouldn't be able to afford privately paying for a solution like ours. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really rewarding to be able to reach people that like, you know, they're, all, they're actually all on their own, literally. In, yeah. their, in their life and we're there for them and our avatar becomes their friend. And those people would be unreachable if we didn't work through the payer. Totally, yeah. And, and you mentioned loneliness and, and I wanna get into outcomes in a second. Um, so, you know, we've been sharing a lot about, hey, you know, we're tackling a lot of problems in healthcare. Oftentimes they're symptoms of the root cause and, yeah. and, and loneliness seems to be one of those root causes. Yeah. So talk to us about why you decided to focus there. Well, you know, I was at, a, I was at MIT doing like telepresence, teleoperations research, and they put me on a clinical trial about how fatigue affects astronauts' performance controlling the robot arm in the space station. So I had to do a bunch of like background reading on clinical trials and things like that. And then came across a paper about how loneliness is a big problem for the space program. And then a pang of irony oh, hit me. I'm sitting in this lab working on like telepresence and teleoperation and loneliness is a big problem for these astronauts up in space. And I realized that here on Earth, my grandmother in Taiwan has been living by herself. And, you know, this loneliness kind of, we could see how it affected her motivation to recover after a fall, for example. And it was just like, huh, I think I can probably apply this concept of teleoperation and telepresence That's cool. to solve a really big problem for millions of people here on earth. Amazing. That sounds so cool. So, so let's talk about outcomes. Yeah. Any new outcomes to report? Yeah. So we've, uh, you know, since a long time back, we've been publishing research about how we reduce loneliness. Like for example, Stanford has a paper in JMIR about how we've reduced loneliness by three times more than a daily visit from a nursing student to socialize. That reduces loneliness and our avatar at the bedside reduces loneliness three times more than that. And then we've gone on with our health insurers to kind of drive more, more close to the dollar type outcomes. And at this point, we're able to show, for example, with one of our customers, $400 PMPM cost savings. So per member per month, cost reduction of $400. And this is on a, a somewhat 
risk elevated population, we use machine learning to predict who in the plan would cost the most in a way that we could coach and prevent. So this is in a population that averages $1,700 to $1,800 per, per member per month medical costs. We're able to save 400 off of that. Well, the numbers speak for themselves. I think um, it's a solution worth exploring for anybody looking to care for, for, for the elderly, Medicare Advantage type of play yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what else is new in the, in the payer insurer space? Yeah, so um, Medicare Advantage is a lot of interesting stuff going on, there like is, uh, HLTH. There is. A lot of innovation. Yeah, yeah, and there's also a lot of pressure. So what happened recently is, you may know that in Medicare Advantage, there's these things called star ratings that are very, very important, almost mm -hmm. like stars for uh, for like a Yelp score yeah. for a restaurant. Yeah. And the way it works in Medicare Advantage is, if you have five stars the government actually incentivizes or kind of like nudges people to go to your plan, which, which means if you're not five stars, the government nudges people to leave your plan yeah. and go to your competitor's plan. And things were kind of lax because of COVID, but now they're kind of stringently evaluating all the plans now. So, so what, what's happening is member experience is becoming very, very important. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a survey that goes out and it asks the members, like, how would you rate your health insurer on a scale of one to 10? How would you rate your healthcare on a scale of one to 10? And so this is what we're able to influence actually through our services as we build this conversational relationship and trust day to day that would otherwise be very difficult for a health insurer to develop. You know, like people normally have a much tighter relationship with, with their healthcare provider or their doctor. And really nothing beats the relationship with the avatar. Yeah. So no, that's great. You know, and, and um, this is a common theme: patient experience, patient experience, patient experience. Yeah. And Medicare Advantage is no different. In fact, it sounds like it's even more stringent and more important for plans to consider ways to engage patients, uh, get beyond that episodic care yeah. type of model, and and continuously kind of follow them through the journey, create trust. Yeah. Our NPS score last we surveyed was plus 81 with a margin of error of four. So that's yeah. pretty good. Well, statistically significantly world-class according to Bain. So. <laughs> that, that, again, the numbers speak for themselves. So, so how about on the technology side of things? Uh, anything new on, on that side? Yeah, so what we really wanna do, especially, you know, there's 30 plus million uh, Medicare Advantage members these days. And we want to help a lot of people. It's our mission these days at Care.Coach to improve the health and well-being of millions of people by 2027. So, so right. in order to do that, you know, this would be a lot of people we'd have to hire in the Philippines or Latin American countries to staff the avatar. And so what we're doing is there's very exciting technologies that, that's only become available in the last couple of years. And you see it in the news around like generative art so you, you like ask for a, a photo or a painting and the AI produces it. Oh, okay. Artists are getting worried for their jobs. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. It's, kind of in, it's kind of all the rage in, in social media because it's very easy to consume. You just see a funny painting or an interesting painting and share it. Uh, but that, that foundational technology is extremely powerful for other purposes as well. So we're using it for conversation now. And what happens is we have over a million conversations per year through our avatars these days. And it turns out that that data, all these recorded conversations, 
are very important to fine tune this foundational technology to be able to do, to be able to conduct these types of empathic, intelligent conversations with people. So we have a new product that we're building that's going to launch soon called Care.Coach Farah, which is our conversational okay. AI that's generative and based on all of our unique training data. So um, you'll probably hear about it more. I love early it. Early next year. <laughs> and, and, and so you're, you're, taking all these conversations and now you're 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 going to apply a layer of of analytics intelligence to provide insights is that what i'm hearing you say um we already do that to predict who should get our avatar or our video visits product and then what happens is so far like historically we focused on say the top 20 percent that account for 80 percent of healthcare costs yeah but then if you're a big medicare advantage plan you need to affect or engage or build trust with your total population. So it's not just about like clinical improvement or cost savings in this hyper complex population. You need to trust everybody so that when these surveys go out, you know, you have a tighter relationship with your population. So Farah is our is our autonomous or AI driven, much, much cheaper solution to building these conversationally driven relationships with like, you know, the 80% of the population that actually don't cost that much, mm. but you still want to build trust and, and, and a great experience with them. That's great. Well, great use of tech to help some of the patients out there with the greatest need. Yeah. Victor, uh, love what you're up to. Uh, what call out would you, would you leave our listeners with today as they, as they consider ways that they could improve their outcomes and, and do better for their patients? I don't know, listen to them, I guess. That's a good one. <laughs> we'll make a lot of assumptions, but yeah. I love that. Yeah. And a good way to listen is through conversation. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny. We were, we were having a conversation with a couple other guests uh, during the meeting, and they talked about the importance of the feedback loop and uh, pipeline businesses versus platform businesses. And yeah. the difference being on a platform business, you listen. And you iterate. Huh. Well, Saul, we're building a platform here at Care.Coach. So. <laughs> <laughs> so folks, check them out. Um, we'll leave the links for ways to get in touch with Victor and his team in the show notes. Victor, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you, Saul. Cool.